My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You guys, guess what? Matt is on the podcast today. I don't know why that needs to be a song, but I feel it's a very epic moment and we need to celebrate it. I am bringing Matt, my fiance and soon-to-be husband on the Badass Business Podcast to talk to you guys about relationships because I know that I could do it, but it's kind of lonely talking about relationships by yourself. If you've been single for a long period of time, you probably know what I'm talking about. So today we're diving into some real important relationship strategy around getting the support that you need while growing your business, what to do when you feel like you're not getting it. You ready to dive in? Sure. All right, let's do it. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Lauren Elizlove, and I'm so happy to be here with you on the Badass Business Podcast. You know, along my journey of being a life coach, so much had to change in order for me to step into that vision of prosperity, abundance, happiness. Building that business from the ground up is everything that you deserve, and it can be everything that you desire. And you're here to learn. So let's dive in. So Matt has one very important... Why are you putting your foot on me? (laughs) He's getting comfortable. He's putting his feet up on my lap while we record this episode. They don't smell, so it's not not so bad. Um, (laughs) Matt has one very important rule to follow in this podcast episode. He has to be happy. (laughs) I set that rule because... He doesn't like doing these things, and I don't blame him. This is not Matt's wheelhouse. He does not like being the center of attention. Am I right, Matt? That's correct. Yeah, it's not really his thing. So we're going to be real nice to him today on this episode as we dive into relationship strategy and just talk about some of the things that I've seen as a coach, the blocks that I've seen some girls have around their relationships, and just kind of share our story about how we've been able to manage and delegate as we grew. So... Matt's not an entrepreneur. Matt is not someone who goes Facebook Live. He, how many friends do you have on Facebook? I don't know, 100. He has 100 friends on Facebook, no Instagram. He is what he likes to proudly call a recluse. So he keeps quiet, he keeps private, and I'm not like that. I share a lot of my heart and I, I share almost everything on social media. That's how I grew my business. And Yeah, so I think it's a really important thing that we talk about today because for many of you girls out there, you're in relationships where your guy is not into what you're into and learning how to really juggle that and and still grow a successful business is super important. You have to be able to have a healthy relationship with your partner while you're also having a healthy relationship with your business. So Matt, why don't you tell the audience 
what it's like for you, because this is a question I get asked a lot, what is it like to be dating somebody who's very successful? Do you get jealous that I bring all the money into the house? And I'm not, guys, I'm not asking this because I want to ask it. Like, this is a question that people ask me. Like, is Matt feeling inferior? So, can we talk about that, please? Yeah, why, why would I feel inferior? Because I think men, some men feel like they need to be making the money. They need to bring home the bread and butter. Like, that's like a thing. But that's not for you? No, I don't really care. Okay, why? Why, why don't you care? I'm going to push you on this podcast. I'm going to really <laughs> push your buttons. I want some real honesty and openness here. Well, why would I care? I don't have to work. Right. But I think for many men, they feel like they're losing their, their mojo or their identity as a woman starts to prosper. Or maybe there are women out there who just feel like they're supposed to be afraid of that. Like, oh, maybe my guy's going to be upset that I'm making all the money. Why would anyone ever think that? I mean, this is what has me very confused. What person in their right mind would think to themselves, no, I want you to make less money for us? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think this is a real issue. Okay, well, maybe it's not, but some <laughs> girls are afraid of this. They're afraid that if they make more money than their guy, that their guy's going to be pissed or They're get... not going to be pissed. No one wants to pay bills, and if someone else can take on the obligation of paying bills, all the better, right? Yeah, it's a good The point. issue is probably more in as if the person all of a sudden making the money throws it in the other person's face. That's probably the real issue. Like we went out to dinner. Do you want to share the story about what happened when we went out to dinner? No, you can. <laughs> so we were out to dinner, guys, and we ordered this steak, and it came back totally not done. And we brought the waiter over. The waiter brought the manager over. And the manager said something like, what would you like us to do? And Matt, what was your, what was your thing that you said? I told him to take care of the check. And then me, like an asshole, I said, well, I'm the one who's paying for it. And that was a moment, guys, where I totally emasculated Matt. Like, I totally, that was so stupid, so inappropriate. And I think I said it because I was insecure that we were bringing back food and complaining. But there I was throwing it in his face in public that I was making more money than him. That, my friends, no matter what gender side you're on, that's always insulting, right? Like if even if a man did that to a woman, that's terrible. You never want to be in that position. So yeah, I think that's a good point, not throwing it in that person's face. In the beginning of our journey, I was the one who was making zero money. And I'm kind of curious from you, Matt, if you could share about what the process was like when you were holding financial responsibility of the house and I was trying to get my business up and running. What was that like for you? Because I know that's something a lot of girls face as they're trying to grow. Fine. I, that's, I mean, it's too hard of a question to answer. I mean, it was fine. I, mean, I, I, I don't know how to answer it. Well, what do you think helped it? Because I think there are ways that that can go wrong, right? There are ways where it could create problems in a relationship. But why for us do you think that it was something that, that actually grew us closer together and allowed our relationship to evolve? You don't think it did, huh? You're making he's making the weirdest face right now, guys. Like he is like, Lauren, why are you asking me this question? Why am I even on this podcast? This is horrible. Can we please go downstairs and just watch Netflix? The issue is when there were tons of issues. I don't know why you think that this game we came out of this like unscathed and everything. Like, that's We're not perfect. what it was. <laughs> Everything's great, you guys. <laughs> That's why I'm making that face. That never (laughs) happened. Okay, so what happened? What was the real thing that happened? There were tons of issues. You made such a half-ass effort to make money and everything. It was pitiful. And then you would complain when you weren't making money. 
What was a half-ass effort to make money? Because I, I, we've argued about this. I think in the beginning of my journey, I was busting my ass. I was writing. But doing what? You I was doing. You I just, was writing blog posts and building my website. Yeah, because all those people paying for blog posts, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. You weren't making an attempt to make money. But you I were thought just those things. Busy. I thought those things could bring me money. I thought if I did all this blog stuff in the beginning. Writing all these articles, I would become famous and everyone would <laughs> But it's so laughable that you thought that that's what was going to happen. But that's what I, I, that's how I was showing up. But okay, so you say I made a half-ass attempt at making money. And then what? That was a problem for you? I shouldn't say at making money. I should say growing your business. No, no, no. It wasn't really too much of an issue. The issue is when you sat around and complained about it. And then said, I don't have any money to buy things. Which wasn't really true because I was paying for stuff and I would happily give you money to pay for things. It's not like we were broke. Yeah, It's not I like know. we were living on a mattress in, in some <laughs> we, were, we were. So for those of you who yeah, don't know the we background, like let's, let's give you a little bit of the background because this is important. So when we started, um, when I started What is Perfection LLC before Badass Business Babe, right? I had just founded my company, What is Perfection. Uh, I was... A month out of work I had left my corporate job to pursue my passion because I was miserable in my corporate space and Matt and I decided that in order to go after what we wanted we needed to leave our life in our apartment in the city and move out to Connecticut uh, and live with his parents so we called and asked his parents can you stop opening and closing the sharpie markers while no, we're recording this what, what, they're broken not He's, anymore you're aligning the cap to to specifically be angled to match the sharpie. That's you're ridiculous. Here, do it with these two. Yeah, I was going. Or so. OCD. Okay, so guys, I use so many permanent markers, and Matt's organizing them. So okay. So anyway, so we moved in with Matt's parents, and we decided that um, from there we were going to live and say he was going to save money for us. I was going to try to get my business off the ground. And guys, it was emotional for me. Like every other day, right? Like every other day or something like that, I was having a breakdown. I was like, I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Is that how it happened? Something like that. Yeah. And I hit these ups and downs where I thought I was doing really great. And then the next day I was, I couldn't buy tampons at Target. And I was really sad and, and frustrated. And you're making another face. He's making another face, guys. I didn't want to buy my own tampon. I didn't want Matt to buy my own tampons. Because I felt really bad about asking him to spend money on me while I was trying to get my business off the ground and was making zero money. So I was so afraid to ask him to buy them for me that I, I charged them because it was, I don't know, I just, I felt bad about asking you to take, but do men like to take care of women? Of course. Okay. So. Isn't that the whole history of like, uh. Life. relationships <laughs> yeah like this is, <laughs> isn't that what the entire structure of relationships on, on modern history is yeah but you just said a couple of minutes ago that men are in a space where they want the woman to make more money what if the woman i makes... didn't say that the men want the woman to make more money i right. said that they don't care. they don't care but if a guy wants to provide for his wife and then the wife makes so much money and he can't anymore is that a problem but that's that those are two different that's no that's not true what you just said Okay. So if if a guy is able to provide for his family and the wife happens to be making more money, why would he care? Hmm. You know, being able to provide for your family and then having someone else make more money than you are two different things. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. You know, do guys care if they can no longer sustain the household and 
can't put food on the table? Absolutely. But that's obviously not happening if your wife's making more money than you or making a lot of money because she's putting food on the table. I think men need a purpose. I think people need a purpose. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it's a sex-related thing. I mean, I know that's where these things seem to go for some strange reason, but I really don't think it's a sex-related thing. Hmm. You know, I don't think men need a purpose any more than women need a purpose. I think they both need purposes as much as the other one does. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say so too, and I don't think that that purpose necessarily has to be a job, which is where people get confused. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, live to work, and I am not one of those people. I work to live. And so as long as I'm taken care of and I have a paycheck and everything, what do I care where it comes from? That's a good point. You know, you're more of the live to work. You live and breathe your job. You wake up and you get working and everything's about work and blah, 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 blah. Do you think that affects our relationship? Of course it does. Does it bother you? Yeah, sometimes. Huh. This just in. Well, it's not a surprise. I mean, yeah. I tell you all the time, you know, put your phone down, you know, this stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, you know? that's always a problem. You, it, it's it's yeah. obvious. I don't know how to set boundaries in my workplace. It's right. something that's my new intention for 2018 is like learning how to do that better. But that's, okay, so the, we got some, we got a bunch of different things at play. So let's go back before we dive into this stuff that we just brought up. Let's go back to the issue of what I did that drove you crazy when I was getting my business off the ground so that other women out there can listen and know not to do those things for their partner. What drove you nuts that I did in the beginning of my business? You whined a lot. I whined a lot. Okay, what does that mean? This Wait. is so good. I'm like pulling all this stuff out of you. I don't you. think any of this is news to you, though. Maybe. <laughs> it shouldn't be. And whined a lot. I whined a lot. I, like we've had this discussion that I think there's a difference between, between, between whiners and complainers, where whiners are people who just like to complain and not do anything, and complainers are people who just need to vocalize an issue and then try to do something about it. Yeah, I was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I was like really in a space of, of doubting myself. I was going through these ups and downs of trying to get my business working and then trying to get it to succeed I had all these fears of like is this going to work what if this doesn't work can I do this can I not do this so what you were seeing from me when I was whining was the emotional roller coaster that my brain was going on when I was trying to get stuff off the ground it's a good justification <laughs> but I was afraid of failure I was afraid of failure all the time I okay so do you think it would have been better for the relationship if I was just like putting my head in the sand and just like hustling and getting shit done that's a loaded and trick question. I know. I'm tricking you. You're not. <laughs> no, I, it's fine to... The fact that you weren't doing something about it is what's bothersome. Yeah. There's nothing worse than someone saying, this is happening to me. And then you say, well, what are you doing to fix it? Nothing. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, don't I mean, think that's I... crazy. It doesn't matter what you're doing. That That's a crazy response. And nobody likes it when people do that. I don't think you I know, it's annoying. You don't like it. to be around people that behave that way. Yeah. Yeah, I have friends who complain all the time and don't do anything about it. And I'm not friends with them anymore because it drives me nuts. The dog is driving me nuts, by the way. She's chewing on that bone. And, and guys, if you hear chewing in this podcast, it's, it's not Matt eating a steak in between his conversation. It's just the dog grinding her teeth on a bone. She's a dog. They do that. Yeah, they do do that. They do do that, huh? Okay, so I whined a lot, so we have to move away from that. What else do you think was a problem? Was that really it? Was it just the space of me just not being 
positive around what I was doing. No, you didn't ask for help. You didn't do anything like you would expect. Like the not asking for money thing. So because you were afraid to ask for money, you got a part-time job that got you $200 a month. Yeah. And somehow (laughs) that seemed seemed to be a solution to you. Yeah, I felt like I had to go get a part-time job because I didn't want to ask money, you know, Matt. It was a part-time, part-time job. It was a part-time, part-time job. And I remember when I was going to walk away from that and I was scared, right? Let's talk about walking away. (laughs) Yeah, because we were going to miss the 200 bucks. Oh, my God. No, so, okay, so I walked away from my corporate job and that was scary because at the time I was making more money than Matt. And I think there are a lot of people out there who feel the resistance around their actions because they don't know what's on the other side of that choice. And I didn't know what was on the the other side of it. So we talked about it a lot. We had a lot of conversations about me quitting before I actually did. Correct. And then Matt said something that was so powerful. Do you remember what you said? I say a lot of powerful things. Oh, God. Yes, he does. (laughs) He says a lot of powerful things. But this one in particular was really, really powerful. And he said, look. What's the worst that can happen? If you go back and get another job again, look at where we are now. Now is the best time to do this because you're going to have kids one day. You're going to have a house one day. You're going to have a car one day. You literally have none of those things, Lauren. When is now not a good time? One of these days you'll be an adult. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's basically what it was, right? That was like (laughs) what you were saying. But yeah, it was this big moment for me. And you have to remember too, I think, as a woman in this conversation, 90% of my insecurities around what Matt would think or what Matt would do or what Matt would say were all bullshit. None of them were real. They were all in my head. And when we had more conversations, we were able to connect and I was able to realize that everything I was feeling, all this fear around sharing what I wanted to do was really about me feeling like I was going to get rejected. And I never did. Now, let's be clear, this is important to mention, there are times where I fell in love with things like Tony Robbins and spirituality that were just not in Matt's wheelhouse. And I think we need to have a conversation here. This dog is driving me nuts as she's chewing this bone. Do you think you can get it out of her mouth? Probably not. We need to have a conversation around what it's like, what I did wrong in the beginning of that journey where I was growing and falling in love with things and pissed you off and we got into so many fights about it. Why don't you tell the audience what I did wrong when I fell in love with spirituality and coaching and Tony Robbins and all those things? Yeah, you didn't respect what I what I believe and what I want. Yeah, so what does that mean? I don't know how to go into more depth than, than you that. You don't because you don't know how to podcast. So when you're on a podcast, it, you have to tell stories. It's your podcast. <laughs> you tell the story. So, but I want, I think it's important for you to share too, like how you experienced that part of the journey also. Because if I just dictate the narrative, you're just going to sit there and agree, you know? No, I don't. (laughs) There's one thing I'm not going to do is just agree with you. How long have we been dating? Yeah, we've been dating for a while. Long enough for me to know that you're not just going to agree with me. But okay, so in the beginning, I fell in love with Tony Robbins and I wanted Matt to do all the Tony Robbins things with me. And I would read passages out loud of the book and I would talk about the lessons I was learning. And he would just sit there and go, yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. Okay. And that frustrated me. I had this point where I was like, dude, why are you not coming on board with this? And it really pissed me off. 
and I kept pushing even harder and talking about it even more. And then I realized I was ruining my relationship. My job's not to fix him. My job's not to change him. My job is to love him for who he is so that he can love me for who I am. And if we show up every day judging our partner when they don't follow our path or they don't get it, we're being a hypocrite. What we're really doing is, is being so judgmental about him not wanting to come on board when really we should be showing up to just accept them for who they are. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you anything you want to add to that? <laughs> it's such a tool. <laughs> no, it's just like pushing religion on someone. If someone tells you they're not interested, imagine if someone just kept pushing a different religion on you. Yeah. You would walk away from it. You have no interest in it. Yeah. No, it's true. But I think women, when they find something, they think like in order to have a happy relationship, they need their guy to be into all the things that they are. Yeah, that makes it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why? Because you would never be dating someone who has the exact same interests as you ever. And that'd be so boring, right? No, I don't know if it would be boring. I think but... it would be boring. If I was mar- if I was dating myself, it would be a disaster. Yeah, like it would. nothing would get done. It would just be so. I would cry all the time. And have nobody to come to when I cried, so I would just cry more. Yes. We would cry together. We would sit in, like, kumbaya cry sessions. Yeah. Namaste, like, shavasana on the yoga mats, like, getting nothing done. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I would bury myself in my work, and my partner wouldn't care. Yeah. That's a big one. Because I'm a workaholic. I love to work. I love to do all the things in my job. And, and running Badass Business Babe is such a joy to me that I get lost in the process. And I think that one of the greatest gifts you can find is having a partner who's not into what you're into so that they can create balance in your life. They can create stability. They can create a foundation. Why are you Why are you playing with a stapler? Do your podcast. <laughs> okay, so as we go on this journey of growing our business, we come across some, some upper limit problems where things will start to change as you start to grow. I felt the resistance around Matt not getting it because in my past relationship, I had a horrible partner who never agreed with anything I wanted, never respected my vision, never understood what I wanted for my life, and never cared about it. Just because someone's not into what you're into doesn't mean they don't care. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Matt cares deeply. He shows up to do things like this when I beg him and he, you know, grinds his teeth the whole time. But he does it, and he does it with love, and he shows up because he cares for me, and I know that when I ask him that I need him, he's there. But am I asking him to do this all the time? No, because I respect his lifestyle. I respect his privacy. I respect what he wants. So it's about that balance and just really understanding that as you grow, your relationship doesn't need to become emulsified in your business. Is that the right word? (laughs) Isn't emulsified when you put, like, oil drops in the salt and it like immerses into the salt immersed just immersed immersed and emulsifying (laughs) are not the same thank god God this isn't a chemistry lesson well thank god i don't teach smart things i mean i do but i mean like (laughs) i don't have to speak with that oh my god okay your business does not have to have your relationship immersed in it. Well, oh my God, this is so funny. Okay, so what do you think? 
stop laughing at me. I'm cute when I don't know things. Oh, adorable. Adorable. Anyway. Anyway. Is there anything that you feel like like women need to know out there about relationships and business? He's thinking, guys. He's thinking. Yeah, deeply. I don't know. I'm sure there's tons. It's just... It's too easy to generalize, and I don't like the concept that it's for women only because I don't think that that makes sense. Okay, so you think that what I'm speaking to applies to men also? I think it applies to everyone. I don't think that there's a big difference. Why Why should something that's applicable to a woman not be applicable to a man and vice versa? Well, it's just that my audience mostly has vaginas, so I think mostly, it's yeah, like I, I know. important to just speak to them. I know, I know, but, the, but I still think that that presents a potential you know what's applicable to guys is applicable to women and vice versa whether your audience is entirely male or female i don't think it really matters because you you, what you want to be able to do is be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand their perspective regard irregardless of of their sex you know so it's not relevant you know it doesn't matter if 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 your audience is a guy on on there you know this would still be applicable to him Mm -hmm. you know so it's less about women and more about entrepreneurs on this path okay that would lead them to this podcast okay so i will redact my question and i will revise it and submit a new one what do entrepreneurs out there need to know when they're in a relationship and also building a business i don't think it changes my oh my answer. god oh my god i can't ask you anything i don't it doesn't change Jeez. my answer but i'm just I just thing. don't want things to get construed we, as that this is my... No, no, no. We, we need to have a conversation about this. If we ever get so famous that we're, like, being called to do talk shows where we're getting interviewed, you need, like, questions in advance because yes. you are so difficult to have a conversation with in public. Like, people are going to listen politician. to this. No, yeah, people are going to listen to this and be like, he's a douche. Like, why is he so mean and, like, not answering these questions? No, it's not that I'm not going to answer. I just want to... I wanted to throw that out there that it's not okay. it's it's applicable across the whole board. Okay, I understand that. Because it's too easy for me to cast a wide net, and I don't even know if what I'm going to say is necessarily applicable to people. But I mean, you just you need to involve your partner, but you don't want to change them. I don't. That's not the word I'm really looking for. But you know, they, you want to involve them because you, they. This came up on one of your on that academy call too, where people always say i say people as a big generalization but it's uh things will be okay i'll make money don't worry but where you know you need to involve your partner if you want to 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 kind of fight off some stress or whatever that's going on your partner needs to understand what's going on more importantly if you're going to ask for help and you haven't involved your partner in anything that's going on they can't help you Mm -hmm. you know because very difficult i think that's the biggest issue is that the the approach is taken as a it's my business, it's my opportunity, it's my thing, mine, 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 mine. Yeah. And then you, when you act like it's all yours, it shouldn't be a, a, of a surprise that when you try to force your thing onto your partner, that they push back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a, it should be more of about inclusion. Does your partner need to get involved? No. Yeah, and I, I'm just having a light bulb here because I remember when you quit your job and I was saying... I made this much money today or the business my business is doing this or my business is doing that it created some tension between us when you first came home and we had to change the dialogue around that where it was our money and our business and our success 
and being able to join you in there, I think that was a part of what you're speaking to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. I mean, are they your partner or are they not your partner? Yeah. Right? Because if they're your partner, then whether you like it or not, they're involved in your business in some aspect or another. They might not work for it. They might not do anything. But Lord knows at the end of the day, if something if something hits the fan, you're going to talk to them about it. Yeah. And good news happens, you're going to talk to them about it. You're... They're involved in your, in your business, whether you want it to be or not. So you can't act like it's only yours. You're the, the, the chief emotional operating officer or whatever of the business. <laughs> yes. <I'm like> <laughs> I went to Matt with all of my problems. I cried so many times. And I think that's a really good point, honey, is that when you're growing your business, if you're complaining at the end of the day to somebody, if you're going home and sharing, you know, all the ups and downs or the hard client you have or the trouble you had in your business today, and he's supporting you, he's involved in your business and giving him that respect of talking to him like it, you're a team, I think is kind of important. I think that's a necessary piece of this for sure. I think women hold on to their business because they're like, the, the, part of the reason I think women say it's theirs is because they want to feel significant and validated and feel like they've succeeded at something, that they're successful, that they're accomplished. There's a craving for that um, that I see with some of my clients because if they can do that, they'll feel more validated in their relationship. And so I think that's why women have a tendency to push away their partner or to not give them the details or to be a little bit more vague, but yet come to them with all the emotional stuff sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing, guys. The truth about relationships in your business is that, and this is probably the best, the, the strongest piece of advice I can give here. As your business grows, your relationship has to grow with it. If you start your business and you have an okay relationship with your partner and then your business starts to grow and your relationship just remains okay, you're going to hit blocks not only in the growth of your business, not only in your, your growth financially, but emotionally as well. You'll hit those walls of feeling frustrated, discouraged, disappointed, all of those negative emotions in a relationship because you're, when your business grows, you're raising your vibration and getting to a whole nother state, a whole nother level your business has to come, sorry, your relationship has to come with it. So when we started our business, our relationship was nowhere what it is today. When I started What is Perfection, we were nowhere near the relationship we are today. We, we didn't communicate the way we do. We didn't have this deep connection the way we do. I mean, I truly believe that as I grew the business, our relationship just got deeper and deeper and closer and closer. And I think part of that is because he's smiling. Like, what did I say that's funny? Deeper and deeper and closer and closer. So deep. So deep. <laughs> so deep, babe. But it did. Right? It so did. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm trying to teach these people things. Say something. Nothing. I'm just deeper. <laughs> I can't take you anywhere. Okay. So... Yeah, this is just the moral of the story and this is what we want to pay attention to, that it is your, your obligation and your duty to take your, your personal life very far in the journey with you. Um, I'm not going to use the word deep anymore, but you do. You want to go into this really strong, empowered place with your relationship and heal it and continue to grow it as your business grows because that will allow you to prosper. I once had a call with a client. We were talking about relationships and uh, she, she wasn't happy in her partnership and she also wanted to make money at the same time. She was living with this man. She was married to this man. She had kids with this man. She wasn't fulfilled. And I said to her, 
because she hadn't been making money. I said, well, here's the question. If you were making money, would you still be in this relationship? And sometimes we resist the money and the growth in our business because we have this fear in our heart that if we do achieve the financial success, we'll have to make scary decisions about our life. We'll have to have, with new opportunity comes new choice and that can feel really scary to some of us. So I just want to share that last piece of advice and that final little narrative there. And always remember too that your guy is going to love you for who you are and how you grow. And sometimes having those conversations with him and letting him know, hey, like I'm about to do this thing. Is that cool? Remember in the car, remember in the car when, when we had just bought this house and I had just signed on with Ryan and I said to you, I'm going to make $100,000 this year. Just want to let you know that. You remember this conversation? No. Oh my gosh, I remember this. This was like the moment that changed everything to me. I, we were in the car. I was still broke. The month before, I had only hit like $600 in my business. And I turned to Matt and I said, I just want to let you know, this is the year I'm going to make six figures in my business. And Matt said to me, okay, great, babe. Good. I hope you do. I hope it is your breakthrough year. And that was crazy to me because you didn't know but just the day before, I signed a contract with Ryan Yakome to start as my coach. And the, the word on the top of his contract was breakthrough year. The two words. <laughs> and so it, to me, that was a sign because he was just saying that out of nowhere. He was like, yeah, I hope this is your breakthrough year. And he didn't know that I had signed that contract. But I just told him that was what I was going to do. And then it happened. And it was beautiful. And sometimes just letting him know what, what's going to happen and where you're going to go is what you need to feel supported and to prosper in your business. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. All right. Thank you so much for being here. How did that feel? My pleasure. It's fine. It was fine. Do you want to take your Sharpies to go? No. Okay. Don't ruin them, though. Can you get your feet off of my, my legs asleep? I think these feet, <laughs> why are your socks all wet? <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey guys, so one final thing before we sign out of this gorgeous episode of the Badass Business Podcast. If you're in the position where you're really looking for some free coaching, some deeper inner work, where you're craving that financial growth in your business, and maybe you're looking for the community and the tribe to share your growth with, come join us in the Badass Business Babe Facebook tribe. You can just go to the link below in the comments of this episode, or you can go to badassbusinessbabe.com Facebook. Hope to see you there.